Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Or if you're just joining us, it's hour two. Come on in. Come on in. What's happened on the phone, Moose? What do you got going on there? Business. Yeah, you're doing business? Yeah. Is business good? Business is great. Awesome. It's uh, university football. Gotcha. Broadcast schedules. Um, hour two of the RP Show is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. This is what we affectionately call the second half kickoff here on the old RP Show. We kicked the hornet's nest today, didn't we? Woo! Which we will get into in a moment. It's going nuts. I um, made my predictions for the National Hockey League Pacific Division 2021-22 season. And I'm really getting no argument from anybody except for one pick. And I had the Anaheim Ducks third in that division. And people are saying I'm getting a little ahead of myself, which is possible. But they're debating it on Twitter. And I got Vegas 1, obviously. Edmonton 2, Anaheim 3, Vancouver 4, Calgary 5. Even Flames fans aren't arguing that. Seattle 6, LA 7, San Jose 8th and last. And some of the only argument I had on that is somebody said, switch LA and Anaheim and you're bang on. So we'll see. We're just driving a little hockey discussion here in August because nobody else is. Well, that's somebody from Death Valley is going to, Take a step forward. Edmonton, L.A., or San Jose. Yeah. One of them, right? I think, I honestly think, close your eyes and reach in and pick out a ball, and it could be any one of those three. Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegras, Sam Steele. There's a lot of talent there. Uh, 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 Because you look at Logan Couture, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson. There's still some pieces in San Jose, too, if they can put it all together. So that's the hockey talk, which I could go on all day. If you know me, and a lot of you think you do, but you don't, but you do, Darren. Yes, I do. You can tell that my mind is racing right now, right? I can. 
because I'm trying to not make people look bad. Let me just say, I was sent a picture yesterday of Bo Levi Mitchell in a walking boot. But I didn't say anything about it. Remember that? And now reports in Calgary are coming out that Bo Levi Mitchell was seen today in a boot. Yeah, well, that... Spicy! I saw that yesterday. But I didn't say anything about it. And I'm getting a little annoyed at people questioning my sources. For instance, so for those that missed it, just to... I don't owe you anything. Zip. Okay, for the people that are questioning my sources. A. But on the Calgary Stampeders sale... A guy that I would suggest is loosely connected to the Calgary Stampeders wrote me a couple weeks ago and said, Rod, the Stamps have a buyer. They've been for sale, and they got a guy, doesn't want to be identified. So I went on the air with him. And within a day, my phone blew up with Calgary football people, sprinkled all over the continent, like guys that have been through that Calgary organization. Yep. But one guy called me, and you know who he is. Don't get much more connected to the Stampeders than him. And he goes, Ray, you're right, Rod, and here's what I know. The Flames have been trying to sell the Stamps for a year and a half to two years. They finally found a guy. When the sale's going to go through, we're not sure. A former CFL commissioner is brokering the deal. It's going to happen. I don't throw, I don't throw this stuff out willy-nilly. When are you going to realize that? And I'm getting annoyed like, for instance, Jeff, the Stamps fan, he's being very nice. He says, okay, Rod, with all due respect, what's your end game regarding the Stamps sales story? You must have one because to me it seems you're backing yourself into a corner more and more, and I know you're too smart to do that. That is what has me, has me intrigued with all this. I'm not backing myself into jack squat. I'm reporting a story that's true that nobody in the media in Calgary knows about. But... Because I'm not connected to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders anymore and I don't answer to anybody, you wouldn't believe the scoops that I'm getting on a daily basis. I pick and choose what I'm going to report. And when these two guys, of which you know who they are, I just can't name them, give me this information. They're, they're giving it to me to report. Like I, years ago, I never really understood why certain guys would call me with information. I thought they were just calling to talk. And then I'm like, oh, they want me to put this out. Okay, I can do that. That was years ago, and now I realize it. I put my balls on the table with the Ken Holland story to be, that was going to be the GM of the Evan Oilers. The Oilers are still mad at me three to four years later that I broke that story. I just got a call not that long. The Oilers still mad at you. I'm like, I don't care. What am I supposed to do? Not report what I know? Screw them. I was right. Like, I'm okay if I'm wrong. People still talk about that. Claude Taylor in Montreal. Rod, F him. I know, right? Chris Bird in Toronto says, Rod, you're all class. Is he being sarcastic? I feel like he is. There's a chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um... Where were we? I'm not sure. 
We gotta find a <laughs> very long Rod's rant here find the for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Yeah, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan says, "If this sale happens, I'll be the first to admit you were right and we were wrong." Rod, great, you're the guy that I laughed at the Blue Bombers and Mike O'Shea for saying Andrew Harris had a, a, a doctor's appointment and that's why he left practice. Remember that? We laughed at it. We said, he doesn't have an appointment. He's hurt. You, Jeff, said you're going to look really stupid, Rod, if it turns out he did. Well, guess what? I was right. How many times I got to be right before you get off my ass and get off my back about this stuff? Would you just sit there and listen? And, you know, back to the, uh, the XFL stuff. If you really want to walk this back and look at it, <laughs> John Ohm. Whoop, almost knocked my coffee. And Winnipeg. John Ohm. Rod's rant on steroids. Love it. Never changed, bro. Uh, I'm not changing now. On the XFL stuff, like, let's just think about this for one second. March 10th, Randy Ambrosi says that they're talking about collaborating with the XFL. The football world explodes. Mm-hmm. And then the middle of July, it's like, no, 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 we're not doing it anymore. What? And so I'm, I'm just reporting what I'm being told about what's going on. Some teams wanted to, some teams didn't. I'm not going to say where Randy Ambrosi fell on that, although I personally believe I do know where he fell on that from what I've been told. And then they just yanked the carpet out from under everybody. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And if you haven't noticed over the last week, what have I been saying, Darren? Bravo, CFL, for playing. This is great. I'm seeing things on Twitter about the relationship with the players and the owners is more fractured than ever before. And they're losing millions. I'm not even going to talk about that stuff anymore. I'm just going to talk about the games because it's not good. Yeah. What's going on behind the scenes is actually horrible. But these owners did anything and executives to keep this league alive. I still don't necessarily know how they did it. But the thing is, if the league goes tits up, those guys go tits up. So you knew they were going to do everything in their power to keep their jobs. I'm literally on like a 20-minute rant here. It's great. Well, now here's the thing. Like, you're not sitting here making predictions. That's the difference. No. Let's, there's a difference between reporting and having scoops and making predictions. You made predictions on the Pacific Division. So if Anaheim's right. not in third, we're going to thoroughly shove that down your throat. Yeah. Because you will be wrong. Which is fine. Right? If a sale of the Calgary Stampeders doesn't go through, you're not wrong. You're reporting the news, which is that they're exploring a sale. And then if the sale falls through, you'll report that too. As the story develops, why are you digging into that? You're not digging in. There was a development in the story. Now we've learned that the potential buyers connected to the XFL. Until the deal's signed, there's no deal. Right. We're not saying... They're going to be sold. We're not saying I'm predicting they're going to be sold. I'm just telling you. I'm saying this, this is what's going on. This is the news. I mean, we could not give you that info, and then when it does happen, it can blindside you. Former Regina Pat Kevin Chet Clemens is watching in Alberta, and he writes on Twitter, says Rod's accuracy runs around 90%. I'll take it. That's an A. <laughs> I'll take that. Wouldn't you? Oh, Absolutely. But it's not, again, it's not accuracy. If it's not inaccurate, if Calgary doesn't get sold, you're not wrong. Right? Doesn't mean they're not exploring it. All you're doing is telling the news that you have. 
And that's what we do on a daily basis. And then we discuss it. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't think it's... It's 11-11! Of course it is. Make a wish. From Stacy Champagne, watching from Access Television World Headquarters, Stacy says, if loving your show is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> it's an old Barbara Mandrell country song, which you wouldn't know, probably. If loving you is T- wrong? I don't want to be right. Yeah, I know this song. You know that one? Oh, yeah. But now that we're open, you've cut open and anything else we got to get out? Uh, no, still, still going. Yep. Okay. Stacy, tell your bosses to carry our show. Uh, <laughs> Jason Wall watching in Winnipeg. 30-minute rant. Let's do it. Love it. Keep it going. I can, I can from Jordan Ewart. And that's the way it is. Who said it? Walter Cronkite. Nice! <laughs> tell him what he's won, Bob. From the Bob only reason I... <laughs> <laughs> Good so one, we're boys. going on a different path. Here. Good one, boys. The only reason I know that is from Bruce Almighty. <laughs> when Jim Carrey's standing in the mirror, he's like, and that's the way. It, uh-huh. <laughs> it is. I actually with the I comb, actually watched Walter Cronkite. So I did it. not, but I knew it was Walter Cronkite. Um, See what you learn around here? So much. Roger Yee is watching in Calgary. He says, Rod's broken more stories before the big guys like TSN, so I will believe Rod all day long until he gives me a reason not to. I'm just reporting what's going on. Do you remember you and me standing in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee? And I was talking to that agent. Remember? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, Kelly McCrimmon's going to be the GM of the Seattle Kraken and Dave Tippett's going to be the coach. You don't know that? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm stupid, I guess. No, I didn't know that. And that agent's probably watching right now because he watches on Game Plus TV every day, he tells me. But stuff happens! And what I believe happened was Kelly McCrimmon went into the owner's office in Vegas and said, I'm going to Seattle. And the owner said, no, you're not. (laughs) What's it going to take for you to stay? And be, uh, and well, I'll just stop there. What if I'd gone and reported that Kelly McCrimmon was going to be the GM of the Seattle Kraken and Dave Tippett was going to be the head coach? I didn't say anything about that because I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen. Things change. Stuff happens. Fair? Mm-hmm. We were driving through uh, the Brandon area on the weekend. Remember that? I said, let's stop in Clear Lake. I want to go see Krim. I want to ask him why he traded Marc-Andre Fleury. Thank you. Remember what you said? <laughs> He'd probably, he'd probably answer, we should film it. <laughs> he probably would not be surprised that you showed up on his doorstep in Clear Lake, Manitoba. Yeah. Krim, why'd you trade the flower? <clears throat> Back to the bat phone. George in Montreal. Hey, guys, love the show. Just turned on the tube. You might have already talked about this. What happens if Friday's game is canceled because of the smoke? They each get a point? Uh, let's burn that bridge when, the, when we get there. But remember in Edmonton a couple years ago, they just delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. They will get the game in. They never, ever cancel games. Not if they can help it. No, because it would cost them millions. So what happens? Maybe they play it the next morning. I could see that. Because if, again, you people 
in eastern Canada that aren't dealing with this forest fire stuff that we are out here in the west, it's not usually that bad in the morning. I don't know what it's like in Calgary, but here it doesn't usually come in until like noon. Yeah, that's right. Could you see them just holding off? They could. It'd be like waiting out a storm. They might. They could do like an 11 a.m. kickoff. That mm-hmm. would be interesting. Um, wouldn't be totally unprecedented. Um, that would be cool. I could see it. But they'll do what they, what they can to get the game <laughs> for sure. And it would all depend on a big part of it would be the broadcast schedule, right? Can TSN accommodate at what times, right? But they'd make it happen. Uh, Scotty P writing from Whitewood, yo, from the 853. He says, hearing Rod read some of people's views about the sale of the Stampeders makes me happy he doesn't take phone calls. At least I don't have to hear their stupid voices while they express their stupid opinions. Victimize them, Roddy. Uh, Trust me, Scotty from Whitewood, I am, and I will. I'm going to break. You done? I'm good. We're just getting rolling, man. I said, I just don't get it. If I didn't like Jason from Red Deer so much, I would tear him a new one from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. Where is it? He writes in, he goes, change of topic. If you're looking for something new to watch these days, check out from the ground up on YouTube about the design and building of Allegiant Stadium. What do you mean change a topic? I decide the topics, not you. (laughs) Jeff, the Stamps fan. Phone calls. There's an idea. Not happening. Remember early on when we were planning this show, you're like, do you want to take phone calls? No. I didn't even get the words. That's a hard no. The words didn't even get out of my mouth. You knew exactly where I was going with it. (laughs) Nope. I still thought about it. Do we have the dunkster ready? Not yet, but we will. Corey Hebes writes on Twitter, says Rod Peterson is the the Alex Jones of the CFL. Who's Alex Jones? Do they know in the back? Who's Alex Jones? A big laughter erupted. Say what? The who? The frogs are turning gay? Speak into my ear. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's probably a good thing. This, This whole room just erupted in laughter about that, and I don't have any idea why. Anyways, we'll be back with the Dunkster. Canadian football news runs on Duncan. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. We're brought to you by Core Grain here in hour two on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. 
That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Hey, welcome back to the old RP show. We've just... Woosa, calm down. What are you watching? Or what are you looking Jason at? Jason and Red Deer. He was just looking out for you. Jason and Red Deer. He thought you were close to overheating, so he thought I'd suggest a topic change. Wanted us to change topics because but, I was uh, losing it. No need. He says, no disrespect, Rod. Just figured you were getting close to overheating from that long rant segment. And just before we bring in Justin Dunk, I don't mind saying on the air what we just said in the break. Uh, you said these people will never, ever, ever get off my back. So, and if they, and deal if, they with it. if these ones do, there'll be new ones that will climb on top, right? New ones, yeah. Okay, it's never going away. Let's bring in Justin Dunk now, the Dunkinator from threedunknation.com, threedownnation.com, number one source for CFL information. How you doing, JD? He loves that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Good to see you guys. It's always great to see your face. And listen, my mind immediately went to two things with you. Michael Riley is the player of the week in the CFL, number one performer. I would love to know your take on this BC Lions quarterback situation because I've been somewhat vocal on it. What's your take on how they've handled their quarterbacks through the first two weeks? Well, we know you're always going to have an opinion, Roddy, as you should, as everyone should. To be quite honest, I have no issue with what they've done. Head coach Rick Campbell has been very clear with it all along. When Mike Riley's healthy, he's going to play. He's the one that's clearly making the decisions, as we saw in week one when Campbell did the TSN interview. Then he runs over to find out that Riley's going to be on the field. So I have no issue with what's going on there. Um, Cool. Well, you see where I'm coming from on the betting aspect, right? And let's... Let's get into it. I'm watching Sports Center this morning while I was working out, and it was all about betting things. With Davis Sanchez, it was about this play ruined this over under this. I think they're taking it a little far. But how big is betting in the CFL right now? Because my take was BC's making themselves very hard to bet on. Rick Campbell can't care about that, but I got to think the business people are in the CFL. They might a little bit, and I know the league was looking into exactly what went on behind the scenes, but Campbell was clear about it. Riley was too. And overall, Roddy, if anybody makes a bet in any sport, there's no guarantee that X player is going to make it through the entire game, right? You could bet on the Maple Leafs or Austin Matthews to score, and he could have a injury in the first period and be out for the rest of the game. Same thing in football, same thing in the NBA, any sport that you bet on, There's no certainty. So you have to realize that when you're laying a bet down. Initially, yes, would it help to know who is going to be the starting quarterback? It would. But in this case, anyone that bets on the BC Lions and is going to put hard-earned money down needs to realize that in week one, Riley was never ruled out. He was still on the depth chart. And there's always a chance that he's going to play because we all know Riley's so tough. On the topic of West Division quarterbacks. How serious is the injury to Bo Levi Mitchell? What does this mean to the Calgary Stampeders? Well, it's getting more worrisome than originally thought, to be quite honest. Bo Levi Mitchell was spotted at practice today in a walking boot, and there's some sense around the league that he could be out longer than what head coach Dave Dickinson is letting on. Obviously, they're not going to want to say exactly what the issue is, because then if he gets back on the field, teams are going to go after it. So it's certainly not ideal for the Stampeders who are already in that 0-2 hole. 
Um, what is your take on the 0-2 Calgary Stampeders? I mean, to watch Bo the last two weeks, I don't think we would have thought that he's this injured. Clearly he was, but it's not just Bo. What is wrong with the Calgary Stampeders? It's not just Bo at all. And really, it's the offense overall. I think the defense has been fairly stout. But you look at what Bo Levi Mitchell has had to deal with, some new receivers there. And yes, Kamar Jordan is back, and we saw that connection a little bit have some success. But overall, he's dealing with a new bunch there. He's raved about Hergie Malai and Colton Hunchak and even Josh Huff a little bit. But it's an entirely new receiving core that he's getting used to. Everyone's making a big deal about the four picks that he threw last week against BC. But a couple of those were amazing displays of athleticism from some of the BC Lions defenders, Keontae Harden in particular. So if those balls are spotted, you know, maybe just a little better, or there is a receiver that makes a better play on it, or Bo Levi Mitchell and his receivers are more on the same page, then some of those easily don't happen. So I'm not overreacting, but right now what's more worrisome is how long will Mitchell be off the field and how long potentially do they have to go with Michael O'Connor, who has a lot of upside, Dupes and I have seen him out in the Canada West for a number of years, and I love myself some Canadian QBs, don't get me wrong, but it's hard to come out and play strong right away in this circumstance and also when it's going to potentially be your first career start. Justin, you're in the hammer. The uh, Ticats were the every odds maker's pick to win the Grey Cup, and they still may, but they've tumbled mightily in the uh, betting odds and the power rankings. They're 0-2. I don't think they've named a quarterback. Well, they're on a bye week this week. What is wrong with the 0-2 Hamilton Tiger Cats? It's pretty simple to me. It's the offensive line and more specifically the tackle position. Now, Chris Van Zyl, the reigning most outstanding offensive lineman, was out for week one. He came back in week two, didn't actually finish the game on the field. Some people think it was due to injury, and there's others around the team that maybe thought it was due to his performance. That said, the real problem spot has been that left tackle position. They had Trayvon Tate start week one, then they moved Kay Okafor over from the right side in week one to the left side in week two. But they got to find a way to project Jeremiah Masoli better. And I think he should be the starter coming out of the bye week because he's done nothing wrong. Yes, he's thrown some interceptions, but you get to a point where you're down and you got to force that football a little bit. The one guy that I think they, they should sign right now that could help the offense overall. It's not an offensive lineman. And yes, they need to find one, especially a tackle. It's Naaman Roosevelt, because I think they're really lacking that presence in the middle of the field who will go in there and do the dirty work and catch the football and move the chains. Everyone in Rider Nation, Roddy, and I know you know this, knows how well Roosevelt can work that intermediate area of the field and get the chains moving. He's at home in Buffalo, just a short trip to Hamilton. It would make a lot of sense to me to bring in Roosevelt. The president. Absolutely. You know he's waiting for a call. Justin, Zach Caleros is 6-0 and as the starting quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. How is there not a statue of him at the corner of Portage in Maine? Like, he's the Rodney Dangerfield. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of the Canadian Football League. He is, man. If he keeps winning, there's going to be a statue there because they look like they have a real shot to go back-to-back here. Yeah, I said it. I know it's early, but Caleros looks like vintage Zach Caleros. I remember watching him at the University of Cincinnati, and then obviously the years that he spent with the Ticats where people felt like he had a chance to be a CFL MOP if he would have finished out those seasons. He looks like that guy, but 
Now you add the veteran savvy in there and it's a totally new Caleros. He doesn't like talking about those old days really or having the injury issues being brought up. But I will say the new rejuvenated Caleros and he spent some time training in Toronto at the same gym as Mitch Marner during the COVID-19 pandemic and a former Guelph alum there, my good buddy Dan, he's been the one that's helped Marner get to that level in the NHL and also helped Caleros look slim and trim and really be moving around well. Yes, they have the best offensive line in the league, but Caleros looks like he's on another level. And I love it, and I love it, and Winnipeg's loving Zach. We were just there in the stands Friday night. The roof went off that place when they introduced him. Donna Berger writes in. She says, I'm at my daughter's place watching it on Game Plus, Channel 127. So cool. I only have Facebook at home. Yes, we are coast-to-coast across all 10 provinces on Game Plus television. Um, Elks fan watching on YouTube. Uh, His name is The 780 on YouTube. He says, Hamilton should trade Dane Evans to Edmonton. When was the last time fans have seen a big trade in the CFL? Uh, Two-parter there. Um, Are we moving on from Trevor Harris already? I don't think Edmonton is ready to do that. (laughs) I don't think so either. I mean, if you're training Dane Evans for an offensive lineman, that's another thing. But no, the Elks are going to stick with Harris. Yeah, and when is the last time we saw, well, define big trade? Like uh, Alden Darby. Eric Rogers comes to mind for me. Eric Rogers. The Alden Darby, you know, that offensive, t- I, I don't know, define big trade. They don't, they don't happen that often, though. He's right. Yeah, I mean, arguably the biggest one that's had the most impact was Caleros at the deadline in 2019. Yes, and how did that work out? Absolutely. Chris Bird, watching from King City, Ontario, says, as good as Caleros has been, that entire Blue Bomber team is a force to be reckoned with. All three phases are working well. That's what I'm talking about. Zach doesn't get any credit, ever. A loser can't make them win if he's a crappy quarterback. But anyways, I clearly I get too defensive when it comes to Zach. But I get too defensive, obviously. But... With the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, let's just spend a minute on them because they're 2-0, not getting a lot of love. They've had so many changes, particularly on defense. I do think they should get a little credit for where they're at, Justin, potentially 3-0 if they beat Ottawa here this week. Certainly, and I guess you can't just put that win in the win column against the Red Blacks and the Elks have shown, but the Riders are of a different caliber overall. I will say we've been giving them credit at 3-down Nation. We have Cody Fajardo as our top-ranked Candidate for MOP after two weeks, that piece is up right now on the site. And if you look at AC Leonard, he deserves some credit. That guy is playing at a different level, even than he was at in 2019. So the decision to move on from Charleston Hughes and make Leonard their A pass rusher has paid off. Would they be better with Charleston Hughes there? Yes, there's no doubt. But Leonard has risen to the occasion through two weeks. The linebacking core that had some question marks going in because it was essentially all new with Deion Lacey in the middle. A.J. Hendy has played well at Sam linebacker, and Micah Tights has looked solid at the weak side when he's been in there as the Canadian. We knew the defensive backfield was going to be really good, especially with Nick Marshall back back there in the veteran presence. Now, we'll see how long Shaq Evans might potentially be out. Hopefully, for Cody Fajardo's sake, it's not long. But overall, honestly, it looks like the West is going to be contended between those two Prairie rivals. Uh, Derek watching on YouTube 
says the Lions would have been 2-0 and if we had a kicker. I love that this is where all the CFL fans have come to talk today. Takiro Yamasaki was becoming the feel-good story of the CFL season. The only problem was he had a tough time hitting the uprights. Should he be blamed for the Lions being 1-1? One one? Yes, definitely. They would have won that football game in Saskatchewan, even with the BC Lions going back and forth at quarterback. Man, I hate to say it, but the reality of pro football. Uh, yeah, well, there's tons of comments coming in here, Justin. We could sit and talk about this all day. You read the game notes like I do. Had BC come back and won that game, would it have been like the third biggest comeback in CFL history? Something like that, or maybe even the biggest comeback. 31 nothing is nothing to sneeze at, and they almost did it. It would have been an all-timer, and with two quarterbacks. Uh, well, yes, exactly. Um, Casey Jones says, Rod, the Bombers fans know Caleros is the man. After, after watching Matt Nichols in Ottawa, not missing the short passes and no long ball. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Zach seems to have found a home in Winnipeg. Justin, I don't know when's the last time you were there, but it just, he's going to get his due, right? It's still early. It's still early in this season. It's still early on in his time here, but 6-0 and is 6-0. and It's remarkable. And actually beyond that, how much you follow an NFL preseason? We should wind up on that. Strebler looked decent for the Cards the other night, beating the Dallas Cowboys. You're watching all the Canadians in the NFL preseason. What are you seeing there? You bet Chuba Hubbard ripped off a 59-yard touchdown run, and everybody's talking about, well, he's behind Christian McCaffrey, and he might not get much burn. But we saw just a year ago, McCaffrey, after that amazing season, and specifically for fantasy owners, was beaten up and didn't play very much football. So I think the Panthers are going to use Hubbard in some situations here. And you always got to be thinking, who's the next guy? That's essentially what the NFL is like, right? The average lifespan or career span of a player is less than three years. So you've got to be ready with that next guy in-house. They really like Chuba Hubbard there, so he's a guy to watch. And Chase Claypool, for me, is ascending. He just looks so smooth in training camp. From what we've seen, Ben Roethlisberger clearly loves him, and he's a guy that could be potentially a perennial 1,000-yard receiver. So those are two guys that are at the skill positions that I'm really excited about in the NFL as far as Canadians. It is a great time of year for the sport of football. One comment before we break from Faye Lother. Right, you guys want to put that up on the screen? There is no better kicker than Brett Lowther. Love you, Rod. Go Riders, go. Truro, Nova Scotia. Love you too, Faye. And really love your boy, Brett. Justin, keep up the great work, man. Enjoy the football. You bet, guys. Stay well out there. Justin Dunk joining us from the Hammer. Who's calling me from Aurora, Ontario? I don't know. Don't they know we're on the air? Let's start viewer takeover early. Can we get spicy again? You want to? Why not? Ah, what the hell? We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show 
Welcome back, everybody. Getting into viewer takeover and a sports update coming up here. But all right, I want to read the viewer uh, comments. Sean in Vancouver is watching on Game Plus Television. Says, Rod, my lady is absolutely loving your Rams shirt today. She's a huge fan. So now there's two of you out there. LOL. I'm not a Rams fan. I just saw this shirt in the Ultimate Fan Zone the other day. I liked it so much I bought it because I like blue. Jordan Ewart watching on YouTube says, anyone else appreciative the Rod Peterson show gets you to the lunch hour? <laughs> Monday to Friday? Hey, we'll take it, eh, Moose? Oh, yeah. If that's what it is, if that's why you like us, I'll take it. DG in Saskatoon writes in, Morning, guys. Not sure if you have talked about this in the last few days, but yesterday I came across a new series of All or Nothing on Amazon Prime Video featuring the Toronto Maple Leafs 2021 season. I am looking forward to seeing the reactions of the bumbling fools that run that team as they blow their playoff series against Montreal. And I say that as a Leafs fan, signed DG in Saskatoon. And I just heard producer Clark start yelling the second I launched into that, reading that text. What's the rating on that? R, restricted, X rated? Can't be good. Can't be good. Why would you want to do a TV series on that? We, we've seen the 24-7s, and they were really good. Really good. I mean, I know he's not in the same role, but I, it, it, those 24-7 documentaries that HBO used to run around the Winter Classic, yeah, they're so good. Made me a fan of Dan Bilesma oh, yeah. when he was the coach of the Penguins. I love Where's him. he now? Good question. <laughs> right? Oh, he, Clark he, says he just got hired on the Apple. Yeah. But he's, I love Dan Bilesma after that. Really do. I think he's awesome. Um, and it's really good for your brand. Big fan of the football ones. And obviously, Hard Knocks is going to occupy our uh, tonight. That's my viewing tonight. Yeah. Episode two of Hard Knocks. Let's see if uh, Dakota Prescott's still whining. Let's we'll see if he can, yeah, win some points with you tonight. Let's see if Jerry's still eating McDonald's Egg McMuffins. Are we going to see Strevler in this one? Maybe. I think we are. I'm not sure, though, how far behind the episode is from actual um, each week. But I think we will see the, the game against Arizona. Um, from Brady in Saskatoon. Says, hey, Rod, I believe the Winnipeg versus Toronto game is the CFL game of the week. Tim Tebow getting cut isn't a surprise. I expected it. Props to him, though, for trying to resurrect his career and having the guts to try something. And Brady says, everyone playing and working in the WHL this year must have a Canadian-approved COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah, well, I have one, so suck on that. As do you. That's right. So we'll be working in the Western Hockey League, fully vaccinated, and there you go. We were talking earlier about Stevie Bags, the former NFL or CFL, are putting on Twitter this morning. That, what do you say he, I'd have to go find it. Stevie Bags, star of Cobra Kai, said he's been protected by the creator. Why do I need a vaccine from the man? Mm-hmm. Where are you, Stevie? Woke. Here it is. My spirit, my spirit has been vaccinated by the creator. So why would I need a vaccine from man? Hashtag woke. Good memory. Thank you. And he's been summarily blasted. For that stance. I'm so. I'm just so bloody tired of the whole thing. And the thing is. 
Love what you said in the car on the way home from Winnipeg. If your name's not DuPont, you don't get into the family reunion. If you're not vaccinated, you don't get to do these things. Travel now. Go to games. Yeah. Whatevs. It's, I, don't, I, I, I don't get it. But I'm not telling anybody to do, to, what to do. I'm saying I did this and uh, life's pretty darn good. I'm just getting destroyed on Twitter right now for my Calgary Stampeders sales story and that it, the tip that I got is that the, the buyer uh, has a connection to the XFL. Maybe it's The Rock. It reminds me of that scene in Slapshot when they're playing cards and they're talking about the new owner of the Charlestown Chiefs. Right. Oh, he's a real great guy. How's his family, Reg? <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know. There's a lot of shysters out there in Calgary. Anyways, Jeff on Twitter says, just thought I would mention Rod was the only one who knew Ken Holland would be the Oilers GM. And it was several days before the Oilers announced it. A week! A week before. Oh, autocorrected from seven to several. Right. (laughs) Chris Bird in Toronto says, TSN's reporting that the Argos have opened practice with Fatty Arbuckle as the starter. There you go. Uh, that doesn't surprise me there. By the way, somebody was talking about how the viewership jumped from week one to week two in the CFL. And somebody said we shouldn't be celebrating TV ratings in the CFL because it's a gate-driven league. I saw that on Twitter last night. And it's just sort of like, uh, so I throw my phone against. Do you not understand? The money's in the television. The money's in the betting. The CFL has been living hand-to-mouth as a gate-driven league for 100 years. We do need to celebrate the fact that more people are watching it on television. McFly? Yeah, that's where it'll go. Who said don't criticize wins? Uh, Craig McTavish, which they probably should have. Probably should have. But, I mean, don't criticize the television viewership because that's a good thing. Um and if we're transitioning from being a great gate-driven league to being a league that's funded in other ways, that's, that's a good thing. Right. But it's a transition. And sometimes you'll lose a little bit in the transition, but it's a road to better places, right? Mm-hmm. See, and this is why Kevin Olenek watching on YouTube says, I believe you, Rod. Thank you. The Stampeders get sold to somebody with XFL connections. I'm going to be walking down Center Street doing the Conor McGregor strut. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Maybe How in my underwear. Uh, see, now people are saying Stevie Bags broke their heart. Stevie Bags is brain damaged. Like, I don't get that's just rude. That. Yeah, I don't get time for that. Just rude. Anyway, sports update before we break and come back for overtime. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Washington tonight to kick off a two-game set with the Nationals. The shortened series ends a stretch of nine games away from Rogers Center for Toronto. Jays return home Friday to the Detroit Tigers. The Yankees host the Red Sox in a day-night doubleheader as the longtime rivals jostle for playoff positioning. Boston holds one of two AL wildcard spots, but New York is only two games behind after winning 10 of 13. Mike Raleigh, Jonathan Woodard, and Cody Fajardo were named the CFL Top Performers of the Week for Week 2 in the CFL. And Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers have agreed on a four-year contract extension worth $196 million that will take him through the 
2026-27 season. Embiid was NBA MVP runner-up this season, led the Sixers to the best regular season record in the Eastern Conference. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the Almond Coconut. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. Overtime's next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back. It is overtime. The moose is loose. The uh, overtime segment is brought to you by (laughs) the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. Like I said, we kicked the hornet's nest today. Uh, I just update the poll results here for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, the daily poll, which is Canada's game of the week in week two of the CFL. And the Blue Bombers and Argonauts have overtaken the lead on Twitter. Darren, they now have 38% of the vote. Woo. Winnipeg at Toronto, game of the week. What are they saying on Facebook? Today? Ottawa, Saskatchewan's overtaken them. They flipped. Uh, Winnipeg, Toronto, second. No love for Montreal, Calgary. I'm surprised. I think that's going to be a really good football game. Well, it depends, though. You know what Michael O'Connor does if he's the starting quarterback. I'm really intrigued. Yes, I guess there's a curiosity factor there. Mm-hmm. But with Le- Bo Levi Mitchell not playing, it hurts ratings. That does. Robert Munich watching on YouTube. Says, do you know if this potential Stampeders owner has deep enough pockets to help build a new stadium or renovate McMahon? All I know is he's a fantastic guy. I don't even know that. Well, and let's think about, too, like I think the question came in probably from Jeff, the Stamps fan, saying, well, there must be a desirable franchise if somebody wants to buy it. Every pro sports team is a desirable franchise. Oh, yeah. Even in the worst markets, even with the worst history. If you have an opportunity to own a sports franchise, I think that for a lot of business guys who never made it, maybe playing sports, they want to own a pro sports team. Like, that is cool. So it doesn't matter what league it's in. Pro sports is pro sports. And if somebody's wanting to buy the Calgary Stampeders, that's a good thing for the team and the city and everything. Just a few weeks ago, I discovered Spotify, okay? So as we were driving to Winnipeg, we were fiddling around with Spotify and I'm like, every single song I've ever heard is available on here. What? Except for, except for Garth Brooks. That's right. So he dropped the line of the week. You don't even remember it. You said you would like to own a junior hockey team just so that you could be the DJ. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Play the music at your games. We literally DJ'd the road trip. Like it was a junior hockey game or more actually from the nineties, more accurately, a senior hockey game from the nineties. 
And I mean, it was every great song for entrance musics and in between face-offs. And we were like literally telling the story of the drive because it was like the first period was the first part of the drive. You kind of keep the energy up. And as you got closer, the music got a little more intense. Well, and not only that, but we were doing a 90s tour of the WHL. So I'm like, let's roll into Seattle. Rock and roll. Gary, let's, let's go up to Kamloops. Dun, dun. Um, taking care of business. Let's, let's roll by Lethbridge. Played Rock You Like a Hurricane. Let's drop into Medicine Hat. Eye of the Tiger. It was so much fun. And a couple weeks ago, I got asked to be part of an ownership group for a junior hockey franchise. And I was like, nope. No. Well, why not? You're a junior hockey. Yeah, I am a junior hockey guy. Not interested. You want to know how you become a millionaire as a junior hockey owner? Start with a billion dollars. (laughs) <laughs> and then you become a millionaire. Uh, Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg says, kick the hornet's nest, drop the elbow on it, and then poured water in it. You're the best, Rod. We try to have fun around here. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if owning CFL teams was desirable, I would think there would be a lineup to buy teams. There actually is. How many groups wanted to buy the Montreal Alouettes? Yeah. Several. Now, there's just so much stuff going on that people don't even know. And frankly, I think I'm swinging over from being the insider to being the outsider. It's easier over here, right? You try to report what you know, and you just get tarred and feathered. What's the point? Beneath Sports Podcast is watching in Toronto, and he says, having been to Montreal and Winnipeg this year, what's Canada's best sports city? Wow. Wow. We don't have time in the last two minutes. Money's not an object here? Okay. We we can roll anywhere? I got to say Toronto. Yeah. Get everything. Because I've had Blue Jays weekends, Argos weekends. Shoot. Snow's on the ground. You got Leafs, Raptors weekends. You want to do soccer if that's your thing too. I guess you, you could do, do soccer. You could do it all, right? Toronto's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Montreal's pretty great, too. Right. The way they support the hockey team. I've never watched the Owls play at McGill, but apparently that's pretty great. Almost life-changing. They have soccer, which does really well. Yeah, I guess if you're a soccer fan, that opens up a whole new Pandora's box of things to do. Edmonton's great. It really is, because you're mixing in a trip to the mall. Yeah. On top of an Oilers game and an Elks game. That's right. Wow, hell of a question there, man. And I feel like we we could do a poll on that. What's Canada's greatest sports city? But you only got four options. You need way more than that. I've really loved Canucks games in Vancouver. They're fun. Just being in Vancouver. That's great. I mean, when you can go in your shorts. Winnipeg, of course. They're all good, but which is the best? I don't know. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Jim Lawson, the CEO of Woodbine Racetrack, coming up tomorrow as we talk Queen's Plate and a whole lot more. See you at noon Eastern on Game Plus. McFly, hello! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.